The other day I was watching this video about um, sexual addiction and it was talking about different strategies that one could use to, to kind of combat sexual addiction. And um, kind of near the top of the list, if not at the very top, was this idea of uh, personifying that voice in your head which is tempting you to give into pornography or whatever the case may be. And um, the way that the person kind of phrased it was like, um, imagine this person, uh, this voice in your head being personified and, and kind of envision that person just being there, uh, sitting in front of you perhaps, like saying these things to you. So again, making the thing real, personifying the character. So, um, and, and the idea behind it is, is to be self-aware, right? But more to the point, to, to realize that the voice, that voice in your head is not your voice, but it's the voice of someone else speaking to you the words of temptation. And that sounds like a really kind of simple thing, but you know, when you do it, it there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot to it. It's very kind of empowering. Because a lot of times like you hear that voice and it, and it sounds very intense, right? And all sorts of emotions and whatnot are kind of stirred up in, in the back of your mind. And if you're inclined to think that it is your voice as opposed to the voice of the tempter, the devil, whatever the case may be, um, it's easy to kind of think, well, this coincides with what I actually want to do. And so I have no choice but to give into it. And more to the point, when I, when I do that, it coincides with my deep desires. Whereas if you make that separation and realize, well, no, it's not my voice, it's the voice of the devil, then um, it gives you a certain freedom to choose to do that which you actually want to do, which is to not give into temptation, to not give into evil, however you want to frame it. Now, that's, that's only part of the equation, right? So the other part of it is, is found in the gospel, right? So think about, for example, that story of, of Martha and Mary, right? So Martha's busy doing many things, not evil things, but good things, but busy nonetheless. So much so that um, she doesn't have time to sit at the Lord's feet in a position of discipleship, you know, vis-a-vis -vis the, the rabbi, whereas her sister Mary is. So Mary is sitting at the foot of the master, not allowing a single word of the master to drop or, or fall to the ground. And of course, when Martha tries to get Jesus to stop Mary from listening to his word, but instead help her in the kitchen, um, Jesus says, well, no, right? Mary has chosen the better part, which shall not be taken away from her. But anyways, more to the point, and this is the thing I'm trying to get at, right? When it comes to fighting temptations, it's both. It's identifying and rejecting the voice of the tempter, but at the same time, recognizing the voice of the Good Shepherd speaking to your hearts. And, and there are many ways to, to make the distinction between the voice of the accuser or the voice of, of the shepherd. But perhaps I might kind of give you a, a couple ideas. First of all, the voice of the accuser is, is precisely that. It accuses you. It, it, it attacks the core of your being. Um, it has a sense of agitation on top of that, a sense of um, uh, intense negative emotional overlay, right? So all that stuff. Whereas the voice of the shepherd is gentle, calls you to a new life, calls you to peace. And it is very specific. It doesn't call you to spread your, your mind and your spiritual energies over a multitude of different things. It, it's a very specific thing. Again, calling to peace, calling to rest. It might be a challenging word, like a voice urging you on to a stance of conversion, but even that word will be couched in peace and rest and an invitation to new life. So anyways, just a couple of thoughts in terms of navigating through these spiritual waters and resisting the voice of temptation and following the voice of the shepherd.